Bonnie Joe Laughlin back here on the Weekly Pass and joined by my co-host Adam Copeland. Now a guy that I'm excited to talk to, someone who usually doesn't have a filter. We're joined by LeVar Ball. LeVar, thanks for joining us on the Weekly Pass. Hey, how you doing there? Good to, good to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Now, I want to get right you know, started and talk about Lonzo, how he's getting a fresh start in New Orleans and you know, being traded and leaving his dream team, the Lakers. What's your thoughts on that? It's, it's good for him. Like I said, anytime you're playing the game of basketball, it's the coach that makes you. If you really want to have some fun, you mm-hmm. really want to do what's best for you. And I think Alvin Gentry is going to be great for Lonzo. So it don't really matter where Lonzo plays. As long as he gets to play his style and has a coach that believes in it. And I think this is a good situation right here. You know, we always hear about sports are a business, and, and, and you've been a big part of this business element of, you know, pro basketball with your kids and what's gone on with Lonzo and outside of the game. I wonder, like, when you grow up rooting for a team like this and you want to play for the L.A. Lakers and then you're drafted by them and then they've been they've traded you now and you want to say, well, nothing personal, it's a business. Isn't there something personal to that, though? You've now been traded away from a team that took you in the first round. Is any of that taken personally? Oh, heck yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Anytime somebody lets you go, you take it personal. Whether you get a divorce or whatever. Shoot. They, they, they get rid of you. They say, you know what, I got something to prove. I'm going to let you guys know you did the wrong thing. And that's, that's, that's with everything. Now, so, I wanna... so, so, I'm sorry, let me say you don't take it personal and it's part of the business, oh, you're going to take it personal. I would. Yeah, yeah and I want to go back to, you know, coaches. And I know you're very vocal about Luke Walton, and now you have, you know, your confidence in Alvin Gentry. Um, are you glad to see, you know, you're still a Laker fan somewhat. Are you glad to see that Luke has now moved on and now with the Sacramento Kings? Or what do you, how do you think he's going to play? Well uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really care about Luke Walton and what's <laughs> going on with him. I just care about what's <laughs> going on with my boys. So if he stayed with the Lakers or gone, it don't make a big deal. I just want to make sure my boys are taken care of and in the right in the right spot. Mm-hmm. So, so you spent some time out in uh, in Australia then with uh, with Lamelo. Yes, beautiful out there, man. But see, Melo had to go to Lithuania to see how bad it is first before he can enjoy all this. <laughs> that's that's two different <laughs> ends of the spectrum, Lithuania and and Australia. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's in a great spot, man. He's he's, he's with a team. Everybody speaks English. Uh, so they're not talking behind his back. They're not jealous of him. They understand he was coming. They understand what type of player he is and what he brings to the team. And it's it's just great team chemistry. Um, before he was in the snow and all the woods. Now they got him on the beach in the high rise. And <laughs> McDonald's was 45 minutes away, and now it's right across the street. I mean, he's loving it. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a different beast out there. Uh, in I was just out there actually for a little bit. But what do you think about the uh, the, the style of play in uh, in Australia? I know like Andrew Bogut came back from over there. You get a handful of guys who have gone out there and played. I know Josh Childress has spent a lot of time. They have a good national team. Yeah, playing play. in Australia. So so how's the level of competition relative to what he's going to see when he gets to the league? Melo can play the game of basketball, so it don't matter who he plays with. I mean, just like people try to talk crazy about me saying. Oh, LeVar snatched him out of school and took him overseas. If I wanted my son to be a doctor or a lawyer, that would be a dumb move. But as far as being a basketball player and a professional, shoot, that was the best move for the competition. He's been there, done that. He's the only player that's played against grown men already. Nobody in college has played against guys in 27, 28. My JBA USA tour, I took him around the world already. He's already been seasoned. He's built for this. This is the best thing for him. It's going to be very easy for him just to play the game of basketball. And how committed is he being there? And, I mean, how how long do you think it takes before he gets the call to jump ship and go to the NBA? Melo will be the number one pick next year. We only here for a season. 
Melo is six eight. Play the point guard spot. Always been playing levels up. So it's like this is this is just it's just much fun for him. On the fact, like even when he played in the Drew League, people were thinking, "Oh, he's not going to do too good because he's grown man." It's like, man, the boy can play basketball against anybody. So it's going to be fun. He will be the first pick, trust and believe that. Well, so so about about his size, this is sort of becoming a thing now in the NBA, right? Where it used to be like even in like in in football, and you played football too, so you know about like mm-hmm. the way size is going now. It's almost like the linebackers and the DNs. You got to be like a stretch four. You got to be like a power forward. Now you got these guys who are six 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 eight. I think that that is what's conducive now to being a point guard. You got your Ben Simmons out there. Speaking of guys from Australia, you got your Giannis's. These guys who are big rangy guards and forwards, but it's almost like that's what you have to be now to play in the NBA. Would you agree with that? Well, I don't say you have to be like that, but it's a specialty. It's only been it's only been um, three or four big guards. You got Penny Hardaway, you got Magic Johnson, and so now you got Ben Simmons. So it, it puts my boys in a good category as far as Lonzo and uh, Melo being big guards at 6'7", six, 6'8". So it puts them in that range where you like you're going to be special. Now, if I want to talk about your other son, Lamelo, I mean, I'm sorry, Langelo, and he, you know, yeah. recently said that he had interest in both the Nets, Thunder, and Heat to play for summer league, but due to ankle injuries, he was not able to do that. What is the future for Langelo? Man, Langelo will be in a league. He's cut from the same cloth as my boys. Here's the thing with him: they all did the same training, the same shooting, the same playing. It's just. Jello has to take a different road on the fact that he did a decision and took a different road. What I mean by that, doing something stupid in China. So guess what? You don't have the same road as Mello. But what I tell Jello is by you doing something that wasn't regular, allow me to do different things. Because if, if, if Jello would have never did anything wrong, he would have went to UCLA, been a top 10 draft pick. Mello would have went to UCLA. And that's it. And I wouldn't worry about having water, having a JBA, doing other things, making the brand get bigger, being global. But the fact that Jello did that made me say, you know what, I need somewhere for my boys to play, so I'll create my own league. I'll travel the world with them playing basketball. Mm-hmm. So so it's a good thing for him. Like I said, the boy is strong as heck, can shoot the heck out the ball. He's been playing on a bum foot for seven years. Now he finally had surgery. And guess what? He's going to be 110%. And I think the Lord sometimes does things for me to say, you know what, it's not time for Jello to come out this year. I want him to come out the same year as Mello. So now you put Mello and Jello on the same summer league team, you don't think that's going to be one of the most exciting things to watch in the summer? Yeah. Now, I, you know, I have to ask you, I think I know the answer to this, but do you have any regrets over the way you handled the, you know, what you did with Leandro pulling him out of UCLA? I think I know you're going to say no, no but I have to ask no. you. Oh. No, I don't have no regrets for that. What did UCLA do for my boy? Nothing. Look at the other two guys who took something. UCLA ain't did nothing for them. UCLA's program is going down in the dumps. I did the best thing by keeping my boy playing, and his playing experiences everything. And, and everybody be saying, well, he hasn't been playing college ball, and he hasn't been doing this. Jello been playing overseas. Jello been playing in the JBA and averaging 50, 40, doing his thing on one leg. So when he finished doing his rehab and all this, and he comes out in the summer, man, he him and Melo together, shoot. LeVar, do you think, like, you, you go back, like, 10 years to, like, you remember when Brandon Jennings committed to Arizona and then decided to go overseas and play? Right. Yeah. Do, do you think that we're going to, because remember when that happened, there was a lot of talk, like, we're going to see more of that. Uh-huh. We're going to see more guys 
uh, uh, leaving for for some money overseas. How come we're not seeing more of that? Why? Because, I mean, you're making a great case for LaMelo. Having played around the world against adults from the time, what was he, 16 years old, 17, yeah. when you yeah. pulled them out? Yeah. So so I, I question that. Like, why have we not seen more guys do that? And why, do you think it's better preparation? Because obviously it's worked for LaMelo, but I, I'm sure there's a, a special guy that's got to do it. But why haven't we seen it? And do you think we'll see it more? You're going to see it more. You haven't seen it because the guys don't have the opportunities. Now, you got some of these guys who, 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 who say, oh, I'm committed to these schools, but they're really not students. They don't want to study. They can't study or they can't pass the test. So the next, next thing for them, people come up to them with a the situation like, okay, if we can't get you into school, we can get you overseas. And then they jump at that chance like, whoa, let me go. Because if, if a lot of these guys that are really, really good at basketball – they really don't want to go to school and study for a chemistry test or a Spanish test. They want to spend all their time in the gym. And what's going to happen is it's going to open these opportunities where these kids are going to be like, wow, Australia is going to be one of the best places on the fact that they speak English. Mm-hmm. So it's not a big culture shock to them. Now, they do the thing in Australia where they do they limit the number of, like, quote, imports you can have? Yes, and that's another thing. It's only, I mean, this situation right here, uh, Usually, you have to have somebody who has contacts with these people. Right. Because you're just not going to come out of high school and be like, oh, okay, I'm ready to go overseas. It doesn't happen like that. You better be something special for these guys to even take you, to even consider. So it's not like everybody's looking at, uh, you know, Melo doing his thing like this. But like I tell everybody, it's going to be more of this happening, but don't think that uh, it's going to work out like Melo's working out. Melo's a different type of beast. I mean, he's already coming over there with 5 million followers. He's coming over there with his own brand. He's already traveled the world and played against growth. So his success rate is going to be very good compared to a lot of other people that just came straight out of high school. Well, right, because the marketability of him is is much different than anybody who's gone overseas, being that, I mean, anybody else who was big was just going to college. Right. Right, exactly. So, so the question I've got for you then, and you were speaking specifically to UCLA. Now, UCLA, I, I don't know how you how you feel it went for Lonzo. Obviously, you gave your your take on uh, on Leangelo, but is there still some positives? I mean, you had one kid come through there and was a success story out of UCLA. Do you still think there's a positive element to playing D one basketball? There's a positive element to playing D one basketball. Yeah, for certain people. But like I said, you got to go, like I told them, after my boy UCLA, UCLA going to fall straight down. And that's exactly what happened. They didn't do the right thing for Jello. But like I said, it was one and done. I gave them all three of my boys. Mm-hmm. They've been good for three years. But after you mess up Jello, guess what? I cut the cord. Now you don't get mellow, you don't get Jello, you don't get nobody. Now UCLA, <laughs> look where they at. Nobody cares about going to UCLA now. They can't get nobody in the stands or nothing. And now Alfred's not even there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Everybody gone. From the coaches to the players, nobody's <laughs> caring about going to UCLA. The basketball program is not top ten anymore. It's nothing. And I told them it was going to be like that after the ball boys are gone. I tried to revive them. Now, the Lakers is in the same situation. Now, LeVar, you've been so hands-on with your boys. Have you ever had, you know, maybe thought about maybe representing or maybe being an agent and helping, you know, a lot of these other kids who want to go out and maybe play overseas? Have you been approached by that at all? I'm not an agent. You know, I just take care of my boys. I just make sure my family is, is situated. I can help other people in the process, but I'm not the kind. That's not my. That's not my forte. Where I'm like, you know what? I want to represent all these these, these players right here. I can help them. I, uh, that's not my thing. Doing it like that. Well, well how did you learn the game? Like I roll again. 
How, how did you learn this game? Then I mean, you're you, like you're saying, you're you're effectively managing them. I know you're not their agent, but you're effectively managing them. You've guided this. You've decided the the career pass. I, somebody do this right. for you. I mean, how how is it that you know what you're doing well, is the correct I, thing? I think, I, I think when you when you have kids, you do two things. Basically, you want them to do better than what you've done. Of course, but if 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 the first route is you give them education so they can get a job. Okay. So if you give education to get a job, if you're not going to do that, you better give them a, a, a trait or a craft or something to do that can take care of themselves. See, and that's what I did. I gave my boys the, the, the skill of playing basketball. I spent a lot of time with them. But I never told them, in 20 years, you're going to have all this money. I said, somebody got to be better than Jordan. Why not you? So I spent a lot of time giving them all these basketball skills and spending that time with them, making them strong, fast, being able to shoot, play a style. So, so I give them that so they can take care of themselves. So they're in a great situation. Now, if I didn't give them all those skills, I'd say, hey, let's read these books and study so you can get you a diploma and get you a job, get you a, get you a bachelor's degree or something so you can get a job to take care of yourself. But I've given them the athletic skills and uh, the training on, on how to be a basketball player for their career and take care of themselves. So, so for you, this is just, I mean, this is as simple as parenting. It's as simple as anything else with, <laughs> that's, with parenting. That's all it is. That's, that's all it is. Now I want to talk about the. Like, I, I told I told my boys it's very, very hard to get where they're at, but you got to have somebody like me to get you there if not coming from the hood. If my boys have never been like, I've never been like, please hurry, make some money so you can move me out of Chino Hills. I'm tired <laughs> standing by all these green hills. You know, a lot of pressure is put on younger kids on the fact that all the talent comes from the hood. Yeah. So now you, 18, 19 year old kid, and you're saying, hey. Get us out of this situation where you can move the whole family up and out of here. So that's a lot of pressure on a kid to say, yo, I got to make the NBA or I got to make this. My boys was already well off. So to have that drive to be the best in the world and, and have everything already, you got to have that inner in your, in your own little soul to say, you know what, I want to be the best ever. And that's how my boys are. Now I want to stay with the brand you've done and switch to the big baller brand. On a recent preview of your reality show, Lonzo had said the brand is demolished and you guys got into, I guess, a little bit of a heated argument. Where does the brand stand right now with the shoes? The brand is always great. It's a family brand. It's always going to be on. And if that's not even Lonzo, uh, that's, not, that's not him talking. When he said the brand is demolished and somebody else got in his ear, he don't even use the word demolished. He would have been like, man, this is raggedy or something like that. <laughs> I was like, somebody in his ear telling him, oh, the brand is demolished. I was like, how's it demolished? Here's the thing. Somebody did something bad within my company. That's all. That's just like, say, you work at Albertsons and somebody steals $10 out of their cash register. That don't mean Albertsons is bad. It's just somebody stole some money. It's not a big deal. It happens in everything. So that's why I was trying to explain to him, like, man, the brand is the biggest thing you can have. So now he has to understand, like, you know what? People don't understand this, and I don't have to have Lonzo be successful in order for the brand. I, me and my wife made the brand for my boys. Big Baller Brand also stands for the Three Ball Brothers. And we created that before them. Because here's something that never happens, which I have to explain to my boys, that no superstar has owned his own. My boys would be the first ones. Michael Jordan didn't own his stuff. Magic Johnson don't own his stuff. But the big baller brand, the ball boys had their own. We came in the league with our own brand. That don't happen. 
Now, Lonzo, he's um, been wearing the Nikes. He's going to continue to wear those this season, or is he going to switch to the Big Baller brand, and what's going to go on with that? Oh, here's the thing. We're making a shoe for him, but we don't know how long it's going to take to make for him. He's got plenty of time. Like I tell him, with Big Baller brand, you are free. Now, you, you can go to Nike and let them cap you off with a certain amount of money, but guess what? When they tell you to move, you better move. And when they tell you they want this shoe in blue and green and you want it in red and white, they're going to be like, uh-uh. You do what we tell you to do. Now you're caged. Now you're not free. With Big Baller Brand, you're free. But I like I told you, you can wear any shoe you want. Don't be tied down by a few million dollars. But, yeah, we create him a shoe, shoot, and we make it to where the way he wants it. It might take a year. It might take two years, three years. I don't know however long it takes. But I tell you what, it ain't going to do like Giannis and take seven years yeah. to get you a shoe. To get one signature shoe. Oh, my boy's got signature shoes, and two of them ain't even in the league. That's to show you how easy it is. It, it is a it is a unique situation, certainly with you guys. You said something interesting a moment ago that I wanted you to maybe expand on a little bit. You said somebody got in Lonzo's ear and and maybe changed the way he phrased something or said something. Is that something that you're right. you're? I mean, you're up you're up close and personal with this stuff. You're you're entrenched in it, and you guys came from being. I don't want to. I don't know how to phrase this differently other than saying you guys were a normal family, man, and now you guys are, are thrust into the public eye almost daily, and for a long time it was it was even more so than that. Uh, are you experiencing that more as the impact on on maybe not just your kids but kids in general happening a, a big time or a lot from outside voices in this uh, this no, market? What, what happens is you, you're going to grow up, yeah, and, and that's why people get stuck on the media thing saying just because you're disagreeing with me means you're your own man. That don't mean nothing. Lonzo's always been his own man. And it's just that he needs guidance. And, and a lot of people like to be around him. That's, I have to let him know they work for you, Lonzo. You had a final word. But everybody wants to make it sound like they're doing things for him. Like, oh, I'm saving you from this, and I'm doing this from that, and you're hurting. And I'm like, stop it. And, like, I can't be around Lonzo 24-7 like he's living in the house. So he's going to make some decisions, but I also like to sit back and explain things to him. And like I said, it's always going to be like, like, like people, even like LeBron. Hey, hey, LeBron had Zoe on his show. There were some other Lakers. Why he didn't put them on the show? Because they're not interested in what you're going to do is put Lonzo on the show, tell him to be his own man, and guess what? Now the show is talking about me. You might as well have me on the show. Yeah. But I'm just saying how people are going to try to be, you know, my boys brought up in a real gullible being raised in Chino Hills. They think everybody is good and don't have no other – uh, motives, and that's how, not how this world is. So they have to learn in that aspect. Like all these guys want something, and I tell them they can't think like me because the people around him are employees. When you a CEO, you can see a little further than anybody else. But everybody else is trying to get okay. Let's get the biggest deal for Lonzo, and they thinking like, let's say fifty million dollars for a Nike shoe deal is is something, because they like, oh, I'm working for Lonzo, I can get two percent of that, or I can get three percent of this. And that's how they're looking at it. $50 million is nothing. What if you were a big baller brand, make the playoffs for the goddamn uh, for the Pelicans, and you have a shoe out? And we sell a million of your shoes for $150 a piece worldwide, not just over here, but in Australia, in Lithuania, in Germany, in Russia. Because a big baller brand is global. We're not local. We're not just in the States. Now, Bonds will sell a million shoes worldwide. Now you get $150 million. I ain't no shoe money. I ain't playing. I got my own thing. I'm good. So now you make $150 million on some dang shoes in one year. How's that compared to, oh, you get a seven-year deal 
for $75 million. They think that's something. If they're not thinking like that. I want to go big picture in the NBA and get some of your predictions of our, like, you know, with the Clippers adding Kawhi and, and PG over there, what, how far do you think they'll get and do you think they can win it all? Well, I think every team can win it all, you know, with the right chemistry. And if everything kind of pans out for you, if these guys don't get hurt or they, you know, develop a certain chemistry or a style of play, I think the faster you play, the guys who ever play the fastest and shoot the most is usually going to win. You know, a lot of people like to be like, well, you know, defense, defense maintains. That's the way I see it. What I mean by that is like, you got these names, but you still got to go out there and play, and you hope nobody gets hurt. And that, and that's the thing; these guys are going to get hurt, and that's what happens when you when you get dethroned. It's like guys get hurt, and you be like, "Damn, if that dude, like, if none of those those state warriors get hurt, shoot, it's a wrap." But look how it panned out for Toronto, a team that nobody thought was going to win no championship ever, and they just got in the right situation at the right time, and everything panned out for them. And that's usually how this goes, unless you have a dynasty. And everybody's trying to create the big three. And that's where it comes to my other saying, where I say when all three of my boys get on the same team, it's a wrap. You won't play for the money. They will just figure out the combination and get these wins. And all you need is two rebounders them every year instead of having one superstar and trying to put four people around them. And with the Lakers, will they finally make the playoffs? I mean, they tried to do, you know, they have the addition of AD and then they had DeMarcus. DeMarcus now, obviously, we know hurt, and they added Dwight Howard. Do you predict that the Lakers will make the playoffs this year and, and go far in the, deep in the playoffs? The Lakers the Lakers would be mad enough to make the They got to make the playoffs. They, hey, them, them LA fans are fickle. <laughs> don't make the playoffs this time. You might as well trade LeBron and everybody else on that team because they want to win right now. And so. I think LeBron and them are going to play hard enough to win to get to the playoffs. It's going to be difficult, but they'll squeak in there. But they're going to get hurt. LeBron's going to get hurt. AD's going to get hurt. I mean, it's just normal because they're going to put all this air and tear on them. Mm-hmm. And then when that town changes on them, man, I don't know how they're going to play. Because the Lakers want to win now. And when you got these big-time names, that's why a lot of people don't come to the, to the Lakers. It's a beautiful town. It's, it's the sun, but the expectations are very high. And if wow. you can't deal with them, you can't deal with them. It's like LeBron being in Cleveland. They ain't got to worry about that. They ain't that hard on you in Cleveland. AD being in New Orleans, they're not hard on you. Now in LA, LeBron went from being the king to, oh, he can't make no free throws. Oh, he can't do this. It's like real quick. So now they're like, oh, you got the favorite team. And as soon as he get hurt or they don't win like they're supposed to, watch all these fans change on them. But you got to be able to handle that. And like I said, my boy is good at that because this stuff don't bother him. He just want to play the game, win or lose. But he wants to win championships. And that was going to drive him with this Pelican team on the fact that Alvin Gentry believes in him and know he's the key piece to all this. And Alvin finally gets to play his style, which is give him the ball and let's run as fast as you can. But LeVar, I think you did say that since Alonso was leaving that the Lakers would never win a championship until oh, – they'll never win. Okay. I already know that. I mean, they're not even close. They're not even close. You got to to build a championship team. You got to have some youngsters, and you got to believe in them. You can't just put these people together at the end of their career or when they did from an NBA and think all of a sudden everything's going to be fixed. Look, look when they was winning championships. How do you win a championship? Every time they won the championship, every time they had somebody young 
He was winning with Magic. He was young. He came in young. You win. Kobe came in young. You win. Don't you can't bring an old guy in. I don't care who it is, LeBron, Jordan, whoever. They say we don't win. You got to bring a young guy who was Lonzo. Now you're not going to win. You had the young guy in your hand in your backyard. They're going to they be mad as heck. And it's okay. The life goes on. The big ball is going to be all right. You, you make a good case, man. I mean, you look at e- even the big three teams. Like, you go back to even those Celtics teams with, with Pierce. And, I mean, Rondo was drafted mm-hmm. by, by Boston, right? He was key in that. You had to have yeah. Leon Poe who was drafted. Even, even guys who weren't superstars, you got to have a young core of guys, and then maybe you bring in some of those those veteran pieces to help yeah. you get over the hump. I mean, the Warriors weren't getting it done without those bench pieces. Exactly. Y'all got it. I mean, it's <laughs> go back in time. It's very easy. And now y'all can be the next basketball analyst, but they'd be like, oh, man, there's no nothing about it. Yeah, sure, yeah. You guys are very smart. Sure. All you got to do is look. We'll, we'll, we'll put one more out to you here, uh, a question um, more about, because this, this could come into play with your boys, talking about guys playing together. Uh, we got to a spot this offseason where Kevin Durant saying, you know, uh, me and we, we decided, uh, Kyrie and I, you know, months ago that we were going to play together. Or you got Paul uh, Paul George is, is getting calls from Kawhi saying, yeah, I want out of OKC. Guys now want to play with each other, right? They're calling up their buddies to make sure they play together. Do you like that stuff in basketball? Because it could come into play with your kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, listen, if you have a job and you had your choice of who you could work with, you would love that. You don't want to go to a job where you're not, you don't want to deal with nobody. It's like, man, I do my job, you do your job, let's just leave it at that. But if they can create something that's, you know, is positive, because at the end of the day, this, all this is is entertainment. And I'm not trying to say, you know what, have only one superstar on every team. The way this is, it, it changes. I mean, the talent players, there's a lot of talented players these days coming from all over the world. Well, most of the time, you know, you, you get a, uh, a foreigner every now and then, you'd be like, well, he's okay. You get a jerk back in the day. But now you got these guys that, that really play the game, and it's like they understand that it's entertainment and they want to win. So the, so the passion of trying to win a championship, hey, they load their team up, load your team up. They practice hard, you practice hard. But don't start crying when people start saying, hey, I want to hang out with this guy. I like him. And lastly, before we let you go, I think most people don't know. I didn't even know until I was – looking at some researching on you, that you actually were in the NFL in the practice squad for the Jets and the Panthers. Do you follow the NFL, right. and do you have any kind of predictions or anything? Are you a Rams fan, Chargers fan? What's your take on the NFL? No, I've never been a, a team fan. I've always been like a player fan. I just like certain players. I like certain players when they when they ball in at the top of their game. So that's, I've been like that. Who you like but watching right now? Who's, you, who's your favorite to watch right now? I know everybody loves Mahomes. He's the almost like the Magic Johnson out there on the field. Who do you like right now? I haven't even watched any of the NFL right now, man, on the fact that I've been doing some things, you know, with my boys. Because I'm, I'm almost there where my, my goal was to make sure all my boys get to the NBA. Yeah. Now, it's up to them how long they stay, but I still got two more on the ship, and I got to get them off. So I'm, I'm really concentrating on Mellow and Jello right now, so I'm not really following football like that where I'm like, hey, I got to watch the football game. Because me – I was, I was an athlete, man. I could play football, basketball, baseball, track, diving, whatever. So I never miss anything. That's why people say, do you miss the NFL? I say, I wasn't in there long enough. <laughs> I went no, no 10 years. I ain't going to miss nothing I do three or four years. Basketball, I could have went overseas, but I ended up playing uh, football instead because they offered more money. So that's why I was like, man, I'm just an athlete. I just, I just play anything. So it's not a big deal to me. So I'm not like... I tell people how good I was as far as 
I didn't play no college football. But being 270 and fast and could jump and run, don't. I was like, dang, I don't get that. I said, hey, just like when I tell him I was better than Michael Jordan, he had some sons. They're not that good. I'll show you how much was oozing to me. All my boys are talented. I had too much. You just make sure when you get back out to uh, out to Melbourne, you're checking out some rugby. Then that's what you got to do. That's your new thing. Eat a, eat, eat a meat eat a meat pie. Eat a meat pie and watch some NLRL. That's what you need, man. Hey, I, I, hey, I'm definitely going to do that because the guy showed me some uh, some footage on some rugby. Bro, it's crazy. Said, it's crazy. Man, they are very physical out there with that. With no assault, I said, wow. But yeah, I definitely got to catch me a rugby game. I've never seen it before live. So I, I, I want to see it when I go back. Oh, out. yeah, you'll like it, man. It's fast-paced, too. It's, fa- it's, it's less stop-and-go yeah. than the NFL. They, they just yeah. pick it up, they run, and they go. No helmets or anything. They're fun. <laughs> that's what I was Hey, that's what I was telling you. I said, man, when he showed me them highlights, I said, man, I got to do this. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least for a night. Get out and enjoy it, man. We appreciate having you, LeVar. Yeah, yeah thanks so much, LeVar, for hey, your man, time, and good luck to your boys, you okay? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys much. Take care. All right. Thanks, LeVar. LeVar Bog, never, you know, a dull moment with that guy. I mean, he brings it, you know. It's, I mean, some of the stuff he says you think is a little bit like, you know, I don't know, out of this world type of. Uh, I mean, I rolled my eyes at you a few times, yeah. too. But, you, I mean, but, I mean, that's what you expect. I mean, I can't, you know, say anything with the fact that he does support his kids. I mean, I don't know if it's a little bit too much sometimes, you know. That's why maybe Lonzo's starting to kind of separate. But he does. He goes full force for his kids. You can't blame him for that. But maybe it's too much. Right? He's got a little bit of that bit where you, you know, not lies, but you'd say something so many times, it's almost like you speak it into existence. You're right. There's some truth to that sometimes. I don't know. There's one thing for certain. It's that he loves his kids. And and I thought we got a little bit of a real answer out of that when we were asking him about, you know, uh, people influencing them. And and have you done this the right way? Do you believe you've done it the right way? I think any parent, and I'm not a parent myself. I know you're You're not, not, but I think think any parent would say all you want is what he said is for your kids to have a better life than you did. And you want to prepare him as best you can. He believes he's done that. And so I, I can't take any way, anything away from him in that regard. I can respect that, right? Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. was good, you know, good stuff. I mean, he did say that uh, Lamelo is going to go number one yeah. overall. He did say that. He also, right? he still thinks Jello is going to be in the yeah. league too. And we'll, I mean, yeah, I don't at some know. Point, I don't right? know. We'll see. And then they're all going to be in the league at one point. And I, you know, I was, I was interested. The reason I asked him because he seems like he's so invested in with all his connections and money and so forth that he would maybe be an agent. But he is really just wants to be. He's about his kids. kids. And that's and every, all, yeah. every answer came back to his. Kids kids right every answer we every question we asked about anybody can win the title but my kids are gonna win it all that's pretty much everything came back to his boys yeah and you know i had to ask about the lakers because he has said many times the lakers will never win it but yet he's saying he kind of like went back and said no they're gonna they're going to the playoffs he thinks pretty deep because they have a chip on their shoulder and they play hard but then he came back and said no they're not gonna win anything he also said i don't give a damn about no luke walton (laughs) (laughs) which which got me that made me laugh i was trying to bait him a little bit i'm not i'm not gonna lie you got to so that's good. Okay, well, good stuff. You know, always a kind of flamboyant type of guy, but it was fun to have him on. And we'll have more on the Weekly Pass. I'm Bonnie Jalaflin. I'm Adam Copeland. See ya.